Hey guys, today's episode of Sports Spectrum's Table 40 podcast with Matt and Leslie Holiday is presented by the Sports Spectrum magazine. We're talking about faith-focused stories that you won't find anywhere else and content suitable for all ages. The magazine is a quarterly magazine. You get four issues. It comes out four times a year and you can get a one-year subscription for just $18 or a two-year subscription for $30. And all subscriptions come with our free digital access. It's a quarterly magazine. You can subscribe today at sportspectrum.com slash magazine, sportspectrum.com slash magazine. And this is the preeminent sports and faith magazine around. If you have kids that you want to raise in the faith and they love sports, I would highly recommend the Sports Spectrum magazine. You can check it out today and order your subscription at sportspectrum.com slash magazine sportspectrum.com slash magazine and get your subscription today hey what's up guys welcome back to another episode of table 40 and today our guests uh well i don't know how to introduce them they're on our team they're uh, some of our best players, some of the coolest dudes on the team. Uh, leaders, uh, Caden Shrinkle and Nolan McLean. Uh, I would give you a background. Nolan's from North Carolina, Caden's from Texas. Uh, Caden is a left-hand hitting outfielder. Nolan is a right-hand hitting third baseman slash pitcher. Boys, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having us, I appreciate it. Yeah, we're. We're really excited because you guys don't know this, but I do. Um, you're two of Matt's favorite players. And so this was fun. Whenever, you're not supposed to tell them. I think we can. I think we can. And so it was really cute, actually, Caden, because when Matt started doing this for the first time, he came home and he was like, man, I really like Trink. He's really awesome. He just does, he does his own thing. He kind of stays out of the way. <laughs> And, and he reminds I don't think stayed out of the way. <laughs> no, it was it. Maybe that's not what it was. Maybe it was just not, he wasn't super high maintenance. What was it? I don't know. But whatever it was, he really liked you from the very beginning. And Nolan, same for you. So this is great that you guys agreed to come on this early in the morning after a late night. Was that a question? Are you going somewhere with this? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was just saying how much you liked him. And, and coaching's different than playing. But then there's also some similarities, right? The camaraderie and... The, the things you loved about pro ball, you get to do now with these guys. Yeah, and I like to teach them new games. Mm -hmm. um, some of the things that you pick up over the years. Uh, that have nothing to do with baseball. Correct, correct. Those so, are the fun ones. Yes. Yeah. So we, it, Those are the best games. Yeah, so when you're th together this much, particularly right now, you guys don't have, are out of school, and so you're, we, uh, we keep them uh, at the field long, long hours. So keeping it fun and keeping it light. Um, is is important, so. Like what games? Well, they're hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> they may not come across as awesome over a, a podcast, but uh, I introduced one recently. Um, we call it the Wee Wee Game, and um, I don't know if that's a great name for it. It's, it has nothing to do with boy parts. Oh my gosh! It's um, <laughs> but it's called the Wee Wee Game, and basically, essentially, you're trying to say things that are wrong. But maybe slightly wrong so that they correct you. And then when they correct you, you say wee oui, wee. Oui. 
I remember this. Yeah, and so I picked it up with the Cardinals and Skip and and, uh, Adam. and Adam, mm -hmm. and and actually Gerald Laird picked up on it and Punto. It was mainly the 2011 team that it was. You couldn't say anything. You had to be on guard all the time because everyone was trying to wee wee you. So um, we've started it about a week ago, and the guys are coming along, coming along. There's been some better better efforts uh, recently. Some of them are awful. Some people are not good at it. Uh, so you know, it's just it's a work in progress. But that's the the most recent game. Most recent game. Yeah. Is this a fun game for you guys or just for Matt? It can be. It can be. Yeah, to the right people, yeah. it's really funny because <laughs> you got your guys who kind of get upset about it. Like, oh, you got me pretty good. But I was only introduced to it the other day, and like I was like, what is this wee wee? And everybody's saying. Yeah. So I, I had to get my numbers up, and I was kind of just. A volume shooter at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some guys that kind of try too hard, so you're just like, ah. Yeah, that was easy. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. you're like, yeah, you don't want to play this game. But there's some guys where you kind of get unexpectedly, and it's fine. That's good. All right, let's talk about baseball a little bit. And so, Nolan, we'll go first with you. Um, normally, when we talk to athletes on this, we want to, the first question we ask, or one of the questions we ask <laughs> is um, just kind of what was your story? What was your very first sport you loved and, and what did you play and when did you know you were good at it and all of those things. And so tell us a little bit about you growing up. Yeah, so ever since I was really little, I played three sports pretty much my whole life. Um, I think I started out in T-ball when I was like two or three just because my dad ran a parks and rec business so he could kind of monitor me out there and watch <laughs> me. Basically, basically just babysat me um, using the T-ball field. So. Uh, ever since a young age, I've been playing baseball, um, but I've had a huge passion for basketball and football um, pretty much my whole life. Um, so I, I was, I've been in love with all three. Up until last year, I played football, um, and then this year, full focus on baseball. Wow, so this is the first time ever you've been like locked in baseball only. Mm -hmm. Was that different? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I had a lot more time on my hands. Um, and I really didn't know what to do myself. I, there's only so much hitting you can do without <laughs> your hands starting to bleed. So I, I was trying to find new hobbies and interests and stuff to keep me outside of baseball. Yeah, and you like to fish and you like to do some golf. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> Are you good at golf? Uh, depends on the day. <laughs> and if you're hitting right-handed or left-handed. Yeah, I'm, I'm a switch golfer every now and then. <laughs> just if it's not working, you just go the other way? Yeah. That's good. All right, so so um, that's kind of rare, right, to play multiple sports these days, Matt? I mean, you did it. Jackson played basketball and baseball for a while. I mean, maybe uh, nationally, but I still think the best athletes like to play sports and like to play multiple sports and compete. Uh, I don't. I mean, like you said, like there's a lot of time, particularly in high school, to you know want to keep competing. But tell us about you know like the football element of it. I know. You know, quitting football for me was was hard. Do you still watch closely, or do you are you kind of a person that's like, okay, that's that's <laughs> chapters closed. Um, and move a, on. A little bit of both. Um, just because when I used to watch football, I'd watch it from a different like perspective. Um, I try to figure out the plays and stuff like that. But I think um, I try to stay away from it just because it makes me miss football a little bit too much. Um, but I do. I, I love watching football. 
All right, Caden. So let me start over. Matt didn't say you got out of the way, like just to clarify. (laughs) And so what he said was, is he appreciated how laid back you were, and you remind y'all have very similar personalities Mm -hmm. in that regard, and much like Jackson too. And so um, let's talk about your story a little bit. I know your your father was the first dad I ever met, sitting in the stands at Alley P. And so I enjoyed my conversation with him, and really, it was it was really cool. Um, to be able to visit with him and he's a coach mm-hmm. and and all of those things and so talk about your growing up too I assume you played multiple sports as yeah, well I did I, I grew up in a sports family my dad you know is a college basketball coach my sister also played college softball so I kind of grew up like always being around some type of athletics and I didn't play football like no one did but I was always baseball basketball like year-round it was like travel ball and then it's like slug basketball even sometimes so it's mainly just revolved around those two but I was always you know traveling moving around and doing that kind of thing. So it was mainly just revolved around sports growing up. That's good. Do you all play pickup or is that a legal question? We haven't played much. <laughs> we played out here at the barn for a while. Got to keep it low key. Yeah. 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 It's probably not great thing. moving into yeah. the postseason. So yeah. I, I do. Out of season, I play quite a bit when I go back home. Yeah. Um, they have open gym at my high school I went to. So I just kind of go in there with a lot of the former guys and just Pick That's on fun. some young kids. Yeah. Post them. Yeah. We need to pick it up whenever yeah, the season ends. You love a Old game. Time. I like to play. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And I do think what's cool about being athletes or being in the culture of athletics is there is a competitiveness to you bring competition to every single thing that you do. And that's fun for me to watch. I'm not like that, but Matt is and my boys are. And actually my daughter is. But um, anyway, that's fun. So, all right, so let's talk a little bit about kind of the, the season and, and uh, you know what, I got a question. So you guys were right in the middle of COVID, right? So you guys' kind of high school, college experience has been right in the middle of COVID. What kind of impact do you guys think it's had on just kind of your sports careers and like, do you think it's had an impact or do you think like kind of the start and stop of, was it 2020? Mm-hmm. Has, has that been tricky for you guys? I think a little bit, just because, you know, coming in my freshman year, it was normal, and then all of a sudden, halfway through, COVID happens, and it's just completely different, so I think it has affected it a little bit, just in the sense of, like, it's not completely back to normal, and we still have to, you know, kind of watch these certain things that we do, but, I mean, I think, as of now, it's kind of getting back to where it was, so nothing too major, but obviously, you know, there has mm-hmm. been some changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, um, kind of the same. Obviously, I wanted to play college football and baseball, um, but I wanted to start a pro career at the same time out of high school. Um, but I was only able to play maybe four games um, just because that Friday or something, whenever, whatever happened that blew the whole situation up, um, just ended our season immediately, took us out of school, and then from then on, I've just been fully focused on coming to school. That's great. So, <clears throat> all right, let's talk about baseball what what I'm interested to hear you guys as you've grown up around hitting and and just in general like what what are the biggest challenges you guys think for young hitters going from high school to college like what would you what have you guys seen as the biggest sort of adjustment from high school to college as far as baseball goes and, and particularly hitting I mean I would think that that's probably the biggest adjustment all the other stuff is kind of little in, in comparison I think for me it was like learning how to deal with struggle because you know high school baseball it wasn't really 
like it sounds bad, but it wasn't really difficult for me, so mm-hmm. I never really struggled with it. And it was coming to college, like the competition level is just a next step up. So I think it's like learning how to struggle and kind of come back and make adjustments and kind of like being more self-aware with yourself and your swing. So, I mean, just learn how to deal with failure and then coming back and getting on the right side of it. Yeah, I definitely think that's uh, the most challenging part about hitting in general. Um, just because, I mean, pitchers are getting better and better and we're just trying to kind of hang around with them. Um, the guys are starting to throw harder. So, I mean, we're doing everything we can to just um, get better. Um, and then you, it feels like you're in the slumps for the longest of times and then you get out of it and it feels like it only lasts a few days when you start going good, but it's it evens itself out. Um, I think the biggest thing is just kind of focusing on the process and not getting too worried about a result. I was gonna say, is that is that the is that the biggest thing? Like, I think for for me, like we talk about having confidence without results. It's really hard to have confidence in what you're doing without the results. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't trust the results in baseball, particularly because we've talked about this. If you hit three line drives right at them and they catch them, but you hit two doinkers and they fall in, all of a sudden you've had two hits as opposed to no hits. You feel great about yourself after two, maybe not such great swings. But then if you're over four and you hit three hard line drives. You wonder why am I not getting hits, and you just looking yeah, to you change start things. Questioning your yeah, your swing and your approach. And right. <laughs> so is that, is that something that you yeah. guys? Uh, it, I would say just for like young hitters, like <laughs> entrusting the the process and and how do, how do you try to get confidence without getting necessarily the desired result? Yeah, I think you know internally you know whether or not it was a good swing. So I mean. Like you said, like you get a little blue pit single, like you feel good about yourself, but you kind of know, like, yeah, like I kind of got beat by that pitch it's a little not bit. Sustainable. So, yeah, 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 exactly. So, I think we'll, we'll take them though. Yeah, of course, yeah, always, yeah, always. We'll take yeah, yeah. But I think it's just knowing, like, like I said, kind of being self-aware and knowing, like, like whether or not you had a good at bat or whether or not it was a good swing, swing, and just kind of building off of it. Yeah, I think you can really build confidence with how hard you work outside of the actual game. Um, for me, like when I step in the box, I know there's no way this guy has outworked me to this point. Um, so that's kind of where I get my confidence from and gain confidence um, outside of the games and in practice. Yeah, that's something that I've noticed that whenever we talk to different athletes on the podcast is just how important preparation's been to their to their game and like the things that you do prior to the game really there's a lot of value there and so how has that changed since you've been in college like like your your personal approach to preparation in order to compete when it's time to play against um, your opponent and so has that changed at all or do you have things that that you brought from home <laughs> so to speak that you're like man that really works for me because I think that that's an important element of playing a sport too or there are things that work for you that you need to hold on to right we all have non-negotiables in our life that um, that are valuable, that might be more valuable to to Caden or to Nolan or whatever. So talk to me a little bit about that, like just like personal preparation um, before a game. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of grown up, my dad always worked his butt off um, to provide for us when I was growing up. So I kind of just built in that hardworking like mindset ever since I was little. Um, so probably like middle school, I kind of fell in love with like lifting weights and really just trying to get better at the game which I guess was all all three sports at that time, but um, I always wanted to play in the major leagues one day, so baseball was the main focus. Um, so I think I brought a lot of it from home and just kind of 
wanting to work hard um, and not really leave anything behind. That's good. So you love to lift weights. Mm-hmm. Lift weights. I, I enjoy going to bed on time and stuff like that. <laughs> it, waking up. Waking up early. Waking up early. Yeah. Um, with, I guess, good rest and then going to work out is some of my favorite things to do. That's good. So you're, you're a routine guy. Yeah, big routine guy. Big routine guy. What's yeah. early? Um, early for me now, I guess, would be like in the sevens, probably seven thirty. That's, that's early. That's good. That's good. But typically, I try to wake up like eight thirty. Yeah, and what time do you like to go to bed? Uh, I try to be asleep by like ten. <laughs> uh, that's really I'm not great. Sure what time do you go to bed? <laughs> not ten. That's really good. That's important. Like some people thrive with routine. Like that's yeah. a really big deal, and I love that you know yourself. Well enough to say this is what I do, you know, because you're probably statistically alone in this mm -hmm. routine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Eli. Eli's here. <laughs> <laughs> Can't forget about him. <laughs> no, that's really great. That's really, yeah. really What about great. you, Trink? Coming from your, your dad as a coach, what have, what have you brought with you with, with from your dad's, maybe your dad's background or maybe yeah. what you've left at home with your he, dad's background? He kind of helped coach my travel teams growing up, so I was eight, nine years old, being coached the way that his college guys were being coached was <laughs> probably not the greatest at times. But, you know, on the line, boys. Yeah, Get on the line. Yeah, but, you know, like, looking back at it, it really, like, toughened my mindset. And, like, because, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not the biggest guy, so I kind of had to come in with, like, this hard work, gritty mindset, like, you're not going to outwork me kind of thing. So he kind of instilled that in me from a young age, and I just kind of carried it over. And then, you know, coming here, I've kind of developed a little bit of routine like no one has, and it's just helped me a lot. That's good. I think routine's really, really a good thing. There's really also thing. something with, with the two of you I think is fascinating. Both of you came in with long-distance girlfriends now, right? Mm -hmm. So you both have girlfriends at home that you dated in high school <coughs> that you've managed for three years and two years. How, how has that been for you guys and having your relationships with your girlfriends far away? I think it's been... It's definitely been hard times, you know, just being away for so long, but it's also kind of kept me grounded because, you know, like, I, I know that I always have her if I'm having a rough day or anything like that, you know, like, we know baseball's hard, so there's days where you kind of leave the field knowing that it wasn't the greatest day ever, so just coming back, you know, like, talking to her, it, it helps a lot, and then at the same time, you know, like, whenever she's able to come to town, it's just, like, it's the best weekend ever, so I, I've honestly enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, like he says, it kind of, it's, it's always hard just because they're not always there. Um, personally, but luckily with like FaceTime and stuff like that, you're able to talk and communicate quite a bit. Um, and like he says, um, I don't know about your girlfriend, but my girlfriend's pretty oblivious to the game of baseball. <laughs> so I'll call her after a tough game or something just because that's the nightly routine. Yeah. Um, before you go to bed. Before I go to bed, you have to. You got seven minutes. <laughs> it's almost nine. <laughs> um, and if you have a, a rough game, if you go for four or something, she, why are you so eh? What kind of question is that? Did you not watch the game? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Sorry. Okay. And then you're just like, oh, that's her. So I think it really kind of, um, like I said, help, helps keep you grounded. Um, just more on like a personal side of things and takes the competitiveness out of, out of everyday life. Yeah, that's good. I think, I think it's nice to know that there are people in your corner that it does, you know, you're liked not because of your performance. And mm -hmm. so I think that that's a really big deal and very healthy um, because not all relationships are like that, as you guys know. And um, anyway, I think that it's sweet to have, have some, some relationships where, you know, 0 for 4, 4 for 4, there's a steadiness there that 
really is very, very healthy. So that's good. Matt and I dated long distance as well. And I was probably like Avery. <laughs> I think it builds a, a good amount of trust too. Um, yeah. Because I, I mean, you guys did it. So yeah. I think it probably made your guys' relationship that much stronger just knowing how loyal you can be to each other and how yep. strong you can be from thousands of miles away. Yeah, that's right. And Matt, Matt and I both were like, okay, we made decisions based on just respect to, to one another. And like, um, you know, I appreciated the way Matt treated me and I hope you appreciated the way I treated him whenever I was in college and he was out playing. So it, it worked, it was a pretty good recipe, I think. I mean, 22 years later, still going strong. <laughs> Let's talk about teammates. I love, I love the best part for sports for me um, in watching y'all do your thing in Matt's career for so many years is just the camaraderie in the locker room. And we talked about it earlier with the Wee Wee game. But I do think like... I think we should change the name of it. For yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, whatever. Your games and, and like that's what you love most when you played. I would say that's fair. Like you, I mean, you experienced a lot of amazing things in your career, but it's the friendships at the end of the day that were most valuable to you and, and just the camaraderie, which was really hard to replace when you quit playing. But I know you all play ping pong. I know that that's a pretty pretty serious thing around there. So let's talk about that a little bit and then I wanna talk about leadership and um, just things that you've noticed about team camaraderie and what it means to be on a team and like a brotherhood that that exists that's really cool. So are you, who's partners with who? That was a long question. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, the was ping pong, Yeah, the ping pong thing like, <laughs> Jackson comes me and Vic versus home. these two. Jackson yeah. mixes in here and there. It's, it's mostly me and Vic versus these two. Okay, okay. And then Jackson is partners Jackson with Caden. Yeah, me and Jackson don't lose together. You that's what I heard, yeah. yeah. That's what I heard. He comes home and tells me these about it. These are partial stories. Yeah. No, Jackson comes home and says, when Trink and I are partners, we are unbeatable. That's Very what he true. says. Let's he move comes on. When everybody's tired. Yeah. Like, <laughs> worn out. He picks his spots. Yeah. Well, the other yeah, day, y'all, the other day, uh, he was waiting on Matt to lift <laughs> weights. And he, I, I text him, I'm like, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, I'm wrapping up all the paddles and I'm cleaning the locker room. That's what he was doing the other day. <laughs> he, was, he was making sure the paddles were right. And yeah, so, showed up. He's like, look, I taped this one King Griffey Jr. style. I taped this one. I'm like, this is what you've been doing. <laughs> Online school. Yeah. He had lots of time. Yeah. So that's fun though, right? Yeah, I mean, other than competing like on the field, in the game, and fully like out there with your guys I think getting to the field early and just eating lunch or drinking coffee and just talking crap to each other mm -hmm. is some of the most fun you can ever have with your teammates mm -hmm. that's good and I'm sure you saw that growing up Caden with your dad and in the teams that he coached and all of that stuff I'm sure your family was was fun yeah yeah absolutely you know I think like the closer you are as a team, too, like it makes you play a lot better too. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen some of my dad's groups of players where you know you could tell like they're a little bit closer, and those are usually his better teams. So yeah. I think being able to bond like that and just like being away from the field and being able to hang out and have fun with each other, it's always like it always helps in the long run. I agree. I think it creates a a, a like comfort, you know, like because you're not going to succeed every single time, and I think that it's very uncomfortable when you feel like all the guys are looking at you like, oh man he let us down or whatever but when you do have that brotherhood and that that um, I guess just a, a really 
good camaraderie. I think that there's a comfort level in failure <laughs> and there's a there's a more joy in success. And so I don't know. I, I, I think you're exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it, what's what, what as you guys have gotten a little older and now you're well, I mean, Nolan's only your second year, but <clears throat> as you enter into like, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, like your your veteran kind of the pl- older players, how do you create cultivate like a good chemistry, good team environment? You know, you stay coming into the fall. Is there as you guys? And I don't know what's going to happen with the draft, but say you come back next fall, how do you cultivate? as older guys, what you've seen work and maybe doesn't work. Oh yeah, great question. Well, how would you cultivate like a, a tight bond and starting as a, a group, like kind of a team feel? I would just say mainly just like making people feel comfortable and bringing them in, like inviting them to do things and stuff like that. Like I would use Zach as an example, like coming in, he was kind of kind of quiet and like kind of kept to himself, but you know, we kind of like tried to get him to talk a little bit more and invite him to stuff. And now he's, you know, kind of talks your ear off at times so I think, <laughs> I think it's just that kind of thing like you know bringing bringing each other closer together and kind of like making them feel comfortable around you mm-hmm. yeah I think um, that's a good point and getting to know them on a personal level um, just makes people more comfortable um, like do you have a girlfriend like what's her name like long distance or is she here just opening people up to like oh I, I can be personal with this guy and then but then you gotta be able to talk a little junk in there too, just to keep them humble. Um, and I think that's really what opens up the locker room to like a very diverse group of people. That's good. All right, Nolan. So you're one of our Bible study leaders, and so you're the guy that Matt texts about what? mostly about sushi. Mostly, yeah. You love sushi. Food option yeah, food night? option for the night, sushi. And so, talk to me a little bit about your faith. And so, how has that impacted the way that you play and the way that you go about things? Um, I have a lot of respect for the way you carry yourself, and so I'm thrilled that you've been able to be one of the leaders at Bible study. So you've done a great job. Well, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've kind of grown up in a Christian home my whole life, um, but my parents still wanted to be my decision and my choice on what I did with my life. So um, growing up, I always, I always knew and felt there was something out there that would like there was a God of some kind. I just didn't really know what. So I kind of started like researching and like reading and started reading the Bible. And I was like, this makes a lot of sense like to everyday life. And I can, I can use this from a personal standpoint. And I think playing, um, with that sort of faith outside of the field, um, there's only so much wrong that can go on the field. And then at the end of the day, I'm still God's son. I'm still his child. Like he loves me. He doesn't care if I went 0 for 4 or hit four jacks. He's gonna love me regardless. Um, and like you talk about all the time, like with uh, Reed and Matt. Like Reed just <laughs> wants to make Matt happy. And did, did you see? Did Matt see what I did? Uh, but I think it's just like a full love and compassion for him makes everything on the field go so much smoother. Yeah. That's good. It's funny you say that about Reed. So he's going to the PGA. So you might, guys might oh, see him yeah. today. And our old yeah. neighbor is Ricky Fowler, right? And so he's like, hey, Mom, do you think Ricky's going to remember me if I see him? And I'm like, yeah, just say you're Matt Holiday's son, no cap. Like, tell him. Like, I'm Reed Holiday. <laughs> he probably follows so, you on YouTube. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but that's very that's true. Funny. I mean, it's really funny. He's a funny kid. But it's so true. I, I think that 
Man, that's the key to growing in our faith is understanding how loved we are and mm-hmm. understanding that it, um, that God's just God's proud of us and He's a good Father and all of those things. And so that's really cool. I really do appreciate appreciate your leadership um, for the last couple of years. So it's been wonderful for us. And I think I think the main thing for me is um, no matter like what kind of day you had, I don't want anybody to know if I had a good day or bad day. And, mm-hmm the plate or in the field or on the mound or whatever it might have been. Um, I think like when you look at life about just the personal aspect and the relationships you have, um, then baseball is only a small little fraction of that and you can always be nice to somebody or you can always be in your best mood. Um, like I look at Jake Thompson, like I know it's crazy, but he comes in and just happy go lucky, like, what's up, Jake? Hey, man. What's up? <laughs> it How is are you amazing. doing? Oh, I had canes. It's the best day ever. Yeah. All right. Good. I got a Chick fil A sandwich. I'm satisfied for the rest of the year. Like, <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Like, I know it's kind of funny to think about, but I think you can look at people like that and learn something from them. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Matt played with lots of guys that, like Matt Hurgis that just positive all the time and yeah. that's a that's good to be around people like that you know it really rubs off on you and so remember how positive he was i did all I'm the still, time still yeah. text with him yeah and yeah. mike Sw- sweeney mike sweeney Same. also yeah. just so like you're like well gosh i you start to wonder if it's genuine. i wanted to be in a bad mood Actually, but now i can't yeah. you know and so i wanted to be grumpy about that but it takes all kinds of kinds now i can't yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I remember last year like I never really got to know Jake that good until this year, but last year, one of my first like interactions with him, um, we lost some away series and got back super late. And I'm like, well, today kind of sucked, huh? And we got back probably, I don't know, 1230 or 1. He goes, well, good thing it's already tomorrow, huh? <laughs> That's like, great. I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. That's a really good <laughs> point, Jake. Like, and we got to stop at Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chicken really good. City, I like how that. How can it be? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah so I like that. I, like ever since then, I'm like, man, that's a really good point. Like, yeah, it's in the past. Like, you can't control it. Yeah. All you can control is like how good of a person you are and how nice you are. I, I think you can try to be a better person. Oh like, yeah, I really do. Yeah, and I do think there's wisdom. I think I'm going to start using that quote from Jake. That's really, really good. But there's wisdom in learning how to be present in each day. You know, and really turning the page, so to speak, and, and yeah, good thing. That's really great. I love that. Good thing it's already tomorrow because <laughs> it's so true. That's, yeah. a, that's really, really wise, and so I love that he, I love that he said that. Um, All right, I have, so I have a question. This is maybe off what we've done, but so do you guys have any imitations of anybody on the staff? Stop. Any imitations? I'm pretty good at yeah. Rex. Yeah, if that counts for staff. He's not on the staff, but I'll take it. Oh, I'm pretty good at it. And there's no way. Let's, let's, let's go ahead. So, uh, I'm here with Matt Holiday on the Dugout Show. And uh, so, Matt, what's it been like uh, just pretty much sitting in the dugout and coaching all these guys? <laughs> yeah, but you, you have to, well, um, never mind. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, no, I'll keep it there. Yeah. What about any coach imitations? You got anything? Um, That's risky. Oh, yeah. That is risky. It's not risky. I don't know. Surely not someone. Much with imitations. That's all you. Yeah, it is. I, I, <laughs> it is my company. <laughs> You're right. 
but I mean, I won't. I won't make Trink try something he's not comfortable with. Our coach, I just, I mean, like you and Robin don't do a whole lot that are like, huh? <laughs> I guess Josh is the most vocal one to be. Like even Rob is just. Yeah. He just sits over there and keeps to himself. So. Yeah, but I've heard there's some there's some guys with some good invitations of Rob going around. <laughs> Man, Correct. Like, a, like a Justin Campbell kind of thing. Yeah, yeah Josh's pretty good at that stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, that, that question sucked. All right, you got anything else? <laughs> well, that's a risky question. Yeah, no, you know, but we got to tread lightly. On. But yeah. I, I feel like that I, I'm a, You're good I, at I asked the, No, I yeah. asked the question so I can protect them. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. you would. And you would, so, yeah. yeah. All right. You want to ask the the final question here? I'm excited. Okay. All right. To hear the answer. You're excited. I'm mm, excited to hear the answer. So the last question we ask is table 40. So imagine tonight. I don't even know. So tonight at the where would they have dinner? I don't know. Okay. Tonight at the right here. This table right here. You get six or eight. Could be current people, dead people. Not future people doesn't make any sense. Current people or dead people. At a big dinner tonight, at this table, you could have 10 or 15 people. Your parents or your family's already there. Girlfriends are already there. Who's there, and what is the food choice? Mm. Got to think about that one. Yeah. It's a tough question. It is. We've had some fascinating answers over the years. Years. Yeah, I guess that's mm -hmm. been two years. Yeah. What would be the food? Let's start out with the food. Nolan, your favorite dish? He's going to eat sushi probably. No, I think... <laughs> so sushi is my favorite option that you always give us. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge like Cane's Chicken Tenders guy or pizza. Yeah. I mean, you got you to gotta stay jacked, you know? Yeah, so. that's right. That's right. It's lean. <laughs> yeah. So I stick with the rice and fish. But um, <clears throat> My mom cooks a pretty mean lasagna. Oh, so nice. I'll probably go with lasagna right there. And then like a side salad. Super lean, yeah. Lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a special occasion. I know, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. You're just carb loading for the next day. Yes, little, right. You, know? you got a half marathon the next day. Yeah. I don't know who it's going to be at my table. Let me spark some, okay, it could be like, you know, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, you could go John Wooden, you could go like uh, biblical characters, you could go... Friends, you could go teammates, funny teammates. Uh, you guys haven't lived a l real long time, so I'm running yeah. out of options for you guys. But I have to say Kobe. I think Kobe Bryant would be yeah. one. Just like listening to like seeing videos of him, just listen to his wisdom that he has about different things, like on life and on like know, his competition. Yeah. yeah, like I think just being able to listen to him talk for a little bit that'd be really cool to have him there. He's also the reason my favorite number is 24, so Sweet. I've always liked him. So it's just you and him so far, which is kind of awkward. You need to bring somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah, I, I got to I'm going to go with Jennifer think. Aniston as my first overall pick. <laughs> yeah. Just because. Does she have to just behave cause. like Rachel, or does she can be Jennifer Aniston? Um, yeah, are you a friend? Either guy? one. You ever watch Friends? Yeah, I've watched yeah. a few seasons. Um, there you go. What's your favorite shows? Like, you could bring Michael Scott. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> that would be good. I would bring Joey from Friends. I'm a yeah. good Friends guy. Yeah, I'm me too. Joey's, I think Joey's Kevin Hart would be a good pick. Yeah, yeah there you go. Sure. Kevin Hart in there. Yeah. Kevin Hart, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> um, 
Kobe is there. Kobe's there. Kobe's there. Yeah. 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 We can just do a mutual dinner since yeah. you guys are having yeah. a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. We got a tight circle. <laughs> Drink, are you okay with Nolan's mom's lasagna? Yeah, okay. I love Italian. He's, so. There he's we go. Yeah. Okay. So Would you like to bring a side dish, or is there something that? <laughs> the go-to side dish for me is Caesar salad. Okay. Yeah. Side salad. See? See, you guys are. You guys put together a really good party. No, we're not. We're not there. They only have like three guys. Come on, we gotta pull out a few more. There's well, Kevin Hart's there now. Kevin Hart, Jennifer Aniston, and Kobe. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you guys know who Bill Burr is, the comedian? Bill Burr. Bill Burr. That's one of my, heard of one of my yeah. favorite comedians. So two comedians. Yeah. Bill Burr is one of my guys. Okay. Oh, I'll have serious. to look it up. Because you like Friends, I like Friends. Uh-huh. You like Kobe, I like Kobe. Yeah. I'm going to have yeah. to check out Bill Burr on the way. I heard the name. Yeah, maybe. On the way to Arizona. <laughs> so another comedian. That's good. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll That's let you all table. off the hook. That's yeah, a good table. Yeah, that one's tough. I should have gave you all a heads up. You could have thought about it on yeah. the way home from Dallas. For yeah, we had a lot of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been fun. Yeah, thanks for getting on this. Who's at your table, Matt? Uh, we've we've named uh, we've had a few. Uh, I would say probably my like Adam Wainwright and like your teammates. So when you get to our age, you've played with a lot of people, and those are the relationships that I miss the most. Like mm-hmm. guys that you're best friends, and then all of a sudden you live thousands of miles away and you hardly ever see them like once a year. Yeah. So yeah, I, mean, I, I thought we were going like people we don't really know. So I was like, I told you it could be teammates. I, <laughs> yeah. In the in the question, I was very descriptive of who this could be. Yeah, but the way you worded it was like, it okay, felt. Like I was that trying was to give you some thinking. suggestions when you were coming yeah. up with nothing. Yeah, so. Okay, so who are those people for you? <laughs> um, my best buddy back home is Jackson Mitchell, William Boswell. So they're gonna be there. William. William. He doesn't go by Bill. We call him Boz, actually. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. That's a cool nickname. So th- they'll be there, and then Jennifer Aniston, Kobe, Kevin Hart, Bill, Bill Burr, Bill Burr. Yeah. And William Boswell. William. Yeah. Bill Boz and Bill Burr. Nice. That's good. I got a group of five or six buddies that I grew up with that we were always really tight together. So I think they would have to be there for yeah. sure. That was good. Those are the days. Bigger table. That's good. That's fine. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's really, it's not confined to a you know yeah. small table. It's just to see who you guys would bring. Yeah, with a lot of lasagna and Caesar salad. A lot salad. of pasta has yeah. to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Red good. Sticks, that Great. Kind of thing. Sure, Kobe was a big pasta guy. <laughs> oh yeah, I loved it. He could metabolize <laughs> that stuff so fast. Yeah, straight shredded. <laughs> This is fun. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening to Table 40 with Matt and Leslie Holiday, part of the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. For more stories on sports intersecting with faith, visit sportsspectrum.com.